Welcome to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schager. On May 24th, more than a dozen indigenous poets, storytellers, musicians, and spoken word artists performed at an event entitled Our Land, Culture, Community, Story, Poetry, Song, Music, Rap for Liberation. The event was a benefit for the Indigenous Alliance Without Borders, whose mission is to affirm the rights of indigenous peoples, their right to self-determination, their collective human and civil rights, the rights of sovereignty and the protection of sacred sites, and the free, unrestricted movement across international borders. Today's 30 Minutes continues with part three of a multi-part series featuring host and organizer Simon J. Ortiz, an indigenous poet and writer of Acoma Pueblo Heritage, who specializes in indigenous literature. We'll continue with music by Clee Benali, the lead vocalist and guitarist of Blackfire. Benali is also an activist, artist, silversmith, and filmmaker. Amanda Lickers will join him on a piece. Later in the program, we'll hear from Elijah Allen and Mario Villa. Here is Simon Ortiz on 30 Minutes, 91.3 KXCI Tucson. Our next uh, presenter is uh, Clee uh, Benali who is also one of our, I would say, principal organizers of uh, protecting the earth. And uh, he's a leader uh, of uh, not only young people uh, in Flagstaff, but uh, really a, a lot of uh, other people, tribal member, Native American or indigenous American, uh, tribal peoples, as well as uh, non uh, indigenous people because we all need to protect the earth and it is uh, my pleasure to welcome uh, Klee Benali uh, to uh, make a presentation he will also help to close off the the evening but for now please welcome uh, Klee We have no future in uranium mining, and I know the big issue around here right now is Rosemont Mine, right? And also Oak Flats. Um, I come from Dineta, um, at the base of the Holy San Francisco Peaks, which is holy to more than 13 indigenous nations, which right now, Arizona Snowball Ski Resort is desecrating with a, they're the first ski area in the world to use 100% treated sewage effluent on that mountain. So anybody that goes up to recreate is participating in the cultural genocide against our people. So spread the word, boycott, uh, or help us smash against this ski resort and not only protect that sacred site, but protect sites like Oak Flat, protect sites like Mount Graham, right? That's an ongoing struggle. It's not over. Be those issues aren't dead issues because we are still alive. And as long as we are breathing, as long as our hearts are still beating, and with the heartbeat of Mother Earth, we will continue to fight for our cultural survival and vitality. Yeah, I'm going to sing some more songs for the warriors here, right? Everybody's like, woo! I know, I know it's just chill. We got some poetry, you know. It's, I came to agitate a little bit, provoke, inspire. Um, I'm going to sing a song. Uh, yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of messaging here about occupying Tucson. I don't know how it rolls down here, but I know, I know this is like Tana Autumn territory. It's also 
the Pasco Yaqui Nation territory, right? It's already occupied. What about liberated? So uh, we need to shift that around. And so uh, I've been an accomplice to some of the folks down here resisting these colonial borders. So I'm very honored to be invited by uh, Simon Ortiz uh, to support the struggle against border militarization, but it's beyond that. It's against these colonial borders. Uh, and you all know something about that. That's why, we, why we're here. But we have to recognize that comprehensive immigration reform, and I know Shining Soul is going to talk about this later, but I just want to acknowledge it too while I'm on the mic. Comprehensive immigration reform is death of indigenous people. It's anti-indigenous. And uh, we, can't, we can't accept a trade-off for secure borders um, at the cost of the lives of indigenous people. And so it, we got to go beyond that. We got to go deeper. And that means connecting with, with, and healing the land on a, on, a, on a much more meaningful basis. So I appreciate that folks are here uh, rising up against these colonial borders. Yeah. Well, this isn't. short one and I'd like to bring up um, my buddy uh, an accomplice all the way from Canada KK Canada Amanda Lickers you want you want to come join me for this one 
We'll make this short and sweet. I know we got a lot of powerful performers. Give it up for all the other uh, poets, artists who have shared their expression. Okay, and I want to. There's there's a lot of words in this. It hits a lot of um, chords, I guess, on different levels. There's so much to say, not enough time. But I want to acknowledge a couple of things that, as I mentioned in this previous song, um, capitalism is the enemy of the mo Mother Earth. And right now we're fighting many different fronts, many different battles. And as long as uh, the Earth, our Mother Earth, is viewed as a commodity, we're going to have this conflict over sacred sites, over um, our struggles to protect our lands with these colonial borders as well. So to challenge that, we have to recognize that we are in various forms of conflict. And that also means that we have to fight back. And that's hard for some people to understand. But in a time when our sisters, when our mothers, when our daughters are being attacked, their lives are being taken, their bodies, their, 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 their spirit is being desecrated, the same way that our mother is being desecrated, our mother, the earth is desecrated, we have to recognize that this is a crisis that we're facing cultural genocide, that sexual violence is cultural genocide against our people. It's an attack against Mother Earth as well. And so I want to send this out there on that level. There's many different things that I'm going to cover in this song, but when we talk about liberation, we're not talking about liberation through nonprofit organizations. We're not talking about liberation that's managed as, as dissent and what's acceptable under the terms of the colonial occupying regimes. We're talking about liberating our spirits on the terms that are necessary, that our, our, our deep connection that we have with our mother, the earth. And so uh, there's so much more we could talk about that. Um, I don't want to just hop on, on the mic and throw that out there. We have information at the table here. I'm always down to converse, share emails, find ways we can be effective and support each other, be accomplices in, 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 in the struggle beyond the ally industrial complex. So um, I also have a postcards for a, a campaign to clean up abandoned uranium mines. Right now in the US, there are more than 10,400 abandoned uranium mines. Uh, and there currently, there's nothing that holds these corporations accountable from poisoning, from turning our communities into toxic, toxic wastelands. And this is something that's deeply connected to the, 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 the range of issues that we're facing. There are many different fronts, there are many different battles. In the front line, as we recognize with, with the support here, without borders, the front line is right here. It's everywhere. So uh, we're going to throw this out there for y'all. He's putting me on the spot. I belong to the Turtle Clan of the Onondaga Nation of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy. I live in Jojoge, so-called Montreal, and it's uh, occupied Denigahaga, Haudenosaunee territories. Um, I've never done this before, and I'm also gonna try to do this from memory for the first time, and it's slower. <laughs> I'm just gonna go for it, okay? It is the heaviness in my lungs that remembers the reflection in the water lifetimes ago. The smell still stings, the warm orange glow, the crackle of burning longhouses. Our eldest sister rendered charred ashes. Hanadagayas, we called him village destroyer. The screams of our people billowed shrill, that rage still rattles on in a subatomic particle as it passes through my ventricle. 
The genetic memory of place unfolds. The trauma manufactured in that space as I learn I am displaced. The city's pavements wash, wash away, burying deep. These cement streets sweep clean, erase the violence. Shivers through my bodies, echo through our territories. Words insufficient, those syllables cannot spring from my tongue intimately enough. No articulation of the invasion. There is a deep feeling of devastation penetrating me. Ripped our bodies from our territories and then from our families. Remember our clans. We are the land. Second generation not stolen from my mommy and the pain that has marked each passing of my family is the more more than the testimony of any one voice it is a compilation of violent centuries and it comes now with the knowledge that history repeats imposition of external force my body our flesh and bone the blood that flows deemed expendable terra nullis for conquest and do they still call it incest? If you were asleep the first time that he touched me, I was eight. When I was 16, I realized it was only a matter of time until my body would be assumed not mine. Commodified, objectified, the abuse passed on, more insidious with the loss of each song. Each corn stalk burned, gone. Unwinding a legacy of colonial campaigns, raids to scorch the earth, left scars, torched mother, bound her by steel rods kilometers long and that the tissue marked by pain is deeper than surface it surrounds us presenting the monumental task to pursue the relentless undoing of all that has been thrust upon us we have survived starting by building our own trust to leave behind the husk of internalized genocide Market, non-profit industry, accountable to foundations, no, not communities, paychecks for activism, or just us, or just them, this ain't no revolutionary commodity, it's an act of liberation, we know this nightmare, because it repeats, to something breaks. An act of liberation An act of liberation An act of liberation You are listening to Remarks Made at Our Land Culture Community. Story, poetry, song, music, rap for liberation. The event was a benefit for the Indigenous Alliance Without Borders. We'll continue on 30 Minutes, 91.3 KXCI Tucson. All right. Now, we shall go on. Remember, we are concerned about time, time, time. Well, the next uh, presenter is uh, of the Navajo Nation. And he has also uh, uh, become acquainted with me because uh, he was in one of my classes this last, this last year. And I was... Uh, very impressed with him, with how conscientious he was as a student. I didn't know that he was a writer until, of course, he presented uh, some uh, written uh, tasks that I assigned. And very impressive was his uh, expression. He is also a vet, that is, a uh, uh, military uh, experience and uh, service was his, uh, you know, was his, was his duty. And uh, I was also, of course, uh, 
in the military many years ago uh, when I was younger. And so uh, he comes to us tonight uh, with uh, his offerings of uh, some of his uh, writing. I'm not sure if they're from uh, poetry or prose. It doesn't matter. It's uh, quite, uh, quite stark and very, very good. So let's please welcome Elijah uh, Allen. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is uh, Elijah Allen. I am Salt Clan. I am Salt Clan, born for the Caucasian people. I am, uh, my J's are Bitterwater and my Nullies are Caucasian. Uh, thank you, Simon, for inviting me to this. And as Simon said, I took his class last spring semester and I never really uh, have written most of my life. And I just uh, I wrote some stuff for his class and he really liked it. And so ever since then, I've been writing. <laughs> and so this one is, um, this is one of the, there's a little section of what I actually wrote in his class. And um, so prior to going to school, I worked as an EMT for Navajo Nation also. And um, so here's the piece that I have. I don't have a name for it yet, but I think uh, Lost Souls might be a good one. So 27.61 lost souls per 100,000 Native American men, they say. Souls never to return, they say. There he is lying face down on the floor between the fridge and kitchen island countertop. Old weathered boots, carpenter pocket blue jeans, a long sleeve collared Wrangler shirt, and his dark long hair on Tieth. This is what he wears as I rush to him, kneeling down by him on his right side. He cradles a rifle between his arm. Blood is on his hands. Streaks of blood mark the floor around him. Blood is around his face. Dark, thick blood pours like slow lava down from his mouth and nose. I see blood through my eyes. Zo! I yell through such deep red blood. My left hand desperately rubs his back. I rub his back, thinking of the day I met him. I pull the rifle from his arms, check the chamber, and toss it outside. I rush to the bedroom, look quickly, but she was not there. My mind raced as I tried to focus. Then I returned back to him. My hand returned back to his back. Zo! I said over and over again as my hand rested on his back. My hand rested, feeling and wishing for the slightest movement, but there was nothing. There is nothing but stillness, nothing but shock and guilt. There's nothing I can do, nothing to bring him back. All that EMT training for nothing. My eyes saw what they never wanted to see, his back moving nothing. This is what my res eyes see, you see? So this one is a piece that I, I wrote after a football game. I'm a very, uh, big uh, football fan, but uh, usually when I go to uh, sporting events, I never stand for the national anthem, just because um, even though I serve in the military, um, I know that we still struggle as a people, us indigenous people. And so this one is called, Where Spirits Roam. Funny how some people will go to ends length to show their respect to a flag. They'll give you a go to hell look when you don't even need to stand. They'll stand still, shed tears, and put their hand to their heart while music plays about the war days coming from clunky, wretched metal parts. Sounds created by foreign instruments, sounds of a foreign people's language, singing in Atlanta as you understand their language, singing words that have no relevance to the spirits of this land. But when it comes time to show respect to this land, when it comes time to treat, treating it with a caring voice in hand, they'll stand still, shed destruction, and put their hand to their money line pockets, making deals, displacing, displacing people to steal, telling lies of concocted prophets, turning a blind eye to racial injustice, citing BS laws made by an apartheid Congress who call it progress. No, they won't understand this land like the way our people have with their voice and earth-carrying hand. Funny how the idea of progress is mainly defined as industrial and economical success, expressed as exponential growth and exponential extraction, electrical lines and water lines, 
the construction of infrastructural expansion land viewed as resource transaction. But yet when you mention the sacredness of a land formation, the long ties you have to such a place, what it means in your people's creation and spiritual space, they'll say it was made up just recently, that it's just an ugly piece of land made only better because they came and worked, destroyed it with their two hands. Funny how many people will make sure their new car kicks materials are super shining, perfectly fresh, their body and house covered with the latest useless, filling up their fingers with them blood diamonds when all they actually need is self-educational mining, when they should be spending their life knowing what makes a better life for all life, up, below, around, in front, and behind them, learning about the life around them, how to cover their body in dirt and colored rocks, learning to keep the stories and songs strong, understanding we ain't wearing privileged socks, we keep planning to lead to some damn space rocks. Funny how some people want to talk to you for not standing up for a damn flag while a star-spangled banner band plays, making sounds and clinks derived from foreign metal hearts and minds, making nothing but sounds and grinds in honor of false ways. Sad how some people can't even stand and fight for land that means more than a damn flag, providing for our life, making this earth mother unique, the only place known to have life. Sad how they can't even stand still, shed tears, putting their hands over their heart, listening to nothing but silence and beauty, where spirits roam, doing their duty. I forgot in my introduction was that I also have a son. His name is Zithnahonilin uh, Isaiah Allen. So his first name is Navajo. It's supposed to mean um, you look like a mountain. So this one's for him. It's called See Your Sons Now. Come and walk with me, my son. Let me guide your footsteps towards our sun. Watch us now. Look up as you look down. See your sons now? Walk the distance so I may see you. Breathe in the air and the land his body now rests. But be careful now. Pain lurks around you. Fight with your strength. Fight to be your best. Our path is not paved, you see, my son. It is up to you to find your way to your son. But I will catch you to help you up as you fall down to reach your son. One step, another step. Walk so he may see us. Feel the warm air where our bodies come from. Love this place, love this land, the mother who made us. You are Dathnahonalin, my strength, my mountain, my son. Come and walk with me, my son. Let me guide your footsteps towards the sun. We emerge from the dawn as our father. See your sons now. And then this last piece just goes along too with the first piece that I had uh, I'd uh, started off with. So many suicides a year, even more men growing every year. There he is, lying face down on the floor between the fridge and kitchen island countertop. Old weather boots, carpenter pocket blue jeans, a long sleeve collared Wrangler shirt, and his long dark hair in its CF. This is what he wears as I rush to him and kneel down on his right side. He cradles mountain tobacco in his arms. Life is on his hands. Streaks of life on the floor around him, life around his face. Life pours like thick lava down from his mouth and nose. I see life through my eyes. Zo, I yelled as my hand gently rubbed his back, thinking of the many great days I got to know him. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you very much, uh, Elijah. And moving on, we have uh, uh, much, much more poetry and stories, as I said. Stories uh, that uh, you and I know because uh, 
Even though we may not have ever heard a story, the story that is told is like many that we have either lived or experienced or have uh, somehow heard, maybe even in our dreams and in our imaginations. One of the one of the qualities I think of poetry is that uh, is that they uh, evoke or uh, provoke and of course inspire uh, stories. Well. I want us to meet uh, the next uh, reader, uh, presenter of poetry or story or both happening at the same time. And that's uh, the, uh, the, the next uh, presenter who is uh, Apache and uh, his name is Mario. Mario Villa, please. Dagote, um, I know we only got a few minutes. Uh, I want to thank uh, Simon Ortiz. Alianza Indígenas Sin Fronteras and the uh, Otom and Yaqui peoples. So let's get going. <laughs> on the note of mercantilism, can you see? It was bright enough on that border city street to see the reflected gleams of wet, burnt copper cop bodies, newbies of mercantilism floating down a current once rabid maw, now outlined in a grand cement ditch earthen figures with soda pop packaging rings, hollowing, gaping, gurgles, while magazine cutouts of mansions, brand new cars, blonde beauties remain clutched like rosaries. It was bright enough to see a lone figure stealthy from door to door, plying what he just stole, offering the best prices on Sada commodities to the neighbors of the window screens he just tore. It was bright enough to see sunburnt boys in spray paint ecstasy, seeking escape tomorrow, enchained by notions of successful families and abbreviated destinies, while mucus streaks die dry down their eyes. It was bright enough to see stocky papa and round mama as she holds baby in swaddling cloth, singing in an aboriginal tongue as he goes to find the work that the gringo, mestizo, ladino won't do, like swabbing down parking lots covered in regurgitated bile, dollar-flinging children have spotted as she sweep, weeps to see his cascading slouch bent further still by short-handled brushes all for their survival. It was bright enough to see, on Mesa Street to see, people thrashing in celluloidal dreams, a man trading beads of calm with each VCR he discovers, bruised boys half-lidded in languid throes, and Papa groaning Spanish in phonetic tones. It was bright enough to see, it was bright enough, it was bright enough, it was clear enough, oh say can you, that they all look like me. God, he's angry. So what's the matter with Chief Wahoo? Potato skin, red skin, skin gins. What's the matter with the tomahawk chop? Nothing if you lack melanin, but if you're one of the peoples, then it's cowboys and Indians all over again. And just like in the John Wayne movies, the ones with pigmentation are on the losing end. So what's the matter with Chief Wahoo? I ain't anybody's mascot. Take your braves and redskins and Chief Wahoo and shove them up your wazoo. As for me, I'm going out and forming the Apache Abbots. We'll get some native guys in long skirts going around smite, smacking people on the noggin with Bible thumping or the Ute Uncle Sam's who'll help overthrow legitimate democracies with their coaching staff of CIA and military advising teams in exchange for paper green and then we can all do the spot spattered banana thumping upon bare left chest with open right hands. Por mi culpa, por mi culpa. At the end raised down facing palms and open salute to the old red, white and blue with an old C Kyle and a smile or do the Uncle Sam.
accounting scam and built billions of greens from political machines and stupid ordinary Joes by forming a chief wahoo savings and loan. Some of you might not remember savings and loans. But <clears throat> Just uh, trying to get funnier. I don't know. Tommy Hawk, since I like Tommy Hawks apparently. I just saw an Indian mascot on TV. He was parading on a horse wearing mascara for war paint and a bad braided wig that kept slipping off to the side. He was making grimaces to the camera, carrying it on and whooping it up. Next time that I see one, I'm going to kick that of him. I'll wipe the war paint off his face and smear it on his ass like a target for a well-placed foot. And then I'll give him the Tommy Hawk karate chop and do a little dance. Maybe the moonwalk. And when they arrest me, I'll say, he's not a real person, a group of people. In fact, I was honoring him by making sure his scalp was real. Oh, they're checking mine. One last one. Y nos vamos. My country. My country tis of thee. Because he took it from us. Sweet land of liberty. If your pale is driven snow. Of thee I sing with venomous contempt. Land where my fathers died. Massacred by yours. Land of the pilgrim's pride. Who wouldn't have survived without my mother's. From every mountain side, which has been fenced off by you, let freedom ring. Yes, let freedom ring, but not just from hollow throats and hollow souls. And return to us that which was ours, since the land drew her first breath and sang, This country tis of me. Thanks. You've been listening to remarks made at an event entitled Our Land, Culture, Community, Story, Poetry, Song, Music, Rap for Liberation. The event was a benefit for the Indigenous Alliance Without Borders, whose mission is to affirm the rights of Indigenous peoples, their right to self-determination, their collective human and civil rights, the rights of sovereignty and the protection of sacred sites, and the free, unrestricted movement across international borders. Today's 30 Minutes included host and MC Simon J. Ortiz, an indigenous poet and writer of Acoma Pueblo Heritage, who specializes in indigenous literature, followed by Clee Benali, Amanda Lickers, Elijah Allen, and ending with Mario Villa. I'm Amanda Shager. Thank you for listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. This has been part three of a multi-part series.